call okay, I'm gonna call I'm gonna start recording right now. <laughs> God darn it! God <laughs> darn it! We're good. <laughs> all what right. What the heck? All right, all right, all right. Uh, so, Are you actually recording? Uh, yes, I am actually recording. Uh, all right, so should we start all over with this question and then uh, – No, yeah. we should not start all over with this question. I agree. Next question. Next all question. Right. Or we will call this question number one. Hello and welcome to episode zero of the insertcredit.com podcast starring myself, Tim Rogers, uh, my friends Frank Safaldi and Brandon Sheffield, hosted by Alex Jaffe. Today the theme is talking about stuff. Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Insert Credit Untitled Podcast Project. I'm your host, Alex Gorblax Jaffe, and with me are the three greatest minds in the video game industry today. Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima. Shigesato Itoe. And Sumito Ueda. Yes. I, I hope that I get to be Sumito Ueda. Let's go alphabetically. It's just me first. So, uh, I'm Frank Sapaldi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Are you going to say who you are? Is that your cat? I just did. That was my cat, That's, uh, but your he's not next Frank, alphabetic. Frank, how many of the video game players and listeners out there know you? Uh, all of them. No, how That's... may they? Oh, how may Oh, sorry. I thought you said how many. No, I mean. Um, I am the news director. Uh, I am a contributing something or other on Ezra Credit when I feel like it a year ago. And uh, I am the founder of a site called Lost Levels that uh, has not been updated. Well, it's been updated once in the last four years, but uh, otherwise. Right. Did did um did his uh, audio drop out when he said Gamasutra for anyone but me? Yeah, it, no, it, it, it dropped did. out for me as well. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. Faldi is the news editor for Gamasutra. No, I'm the news director. 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 Oh, your Gamasutra bio is out of date. Uh, where? On Gama Sutra. On Gama Sutra. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to fix that. Yeah, way to, to go, I'm gonna have the editor. editors that are under me to fix it. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta point the the other Pikmin toward the task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta point and click on your bio and then hope that the correct Pikmin gets there. With Wii U, you could throw them. So, Wii U. With Wii U. Wait, was that was that Satoru Iwata? Did you hear you that? You can throw a Pikmin. Hello. At the problem. <laughs> okay, okay. Next, Brandon Sheffield. Wait, am I next alphabetically? No, uh, yes. Okay, yeah. Alex. Do you want to introduce me, Alex Jaffe? Oh, sure. Uh, do, you want, do you want to? Uh, I mean, ask me questions like a mini interview here. Yeah, I'll what? do that. Uh, but first, you should introduce yourself the way that uh, Frank Cifaldi introduced himself. Oh, hi. Uh, my hi hi. My my name is Tim Rogers. I'm some jerk on the internet and I've been writing articles on insertcredit.com since like 2002 and then for a long time there were no articles because the website was sort of dead I've written columns on Kotaku I've written reviews for Edge I've written uh, a bunch of stuff all of it accidentally 
and uh, I am a video game designer who does not get paid often enough. That's what I do for a living. I have a 70-inch television, so what? You know. <laughs> well, uh, that answers any questions I could have possibly asked you. All right. All right. Oh, it's my turn. Yes. Um, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and I started Insert Credit with Vincent Diamante, who now does other things like music and stuff. Um, I am, for the time being, still editor-in-chief of Game Developer Magazine, but that'll stop being true at some point. I also contribute to Gomasutra.com. And uh, I have a little game company that I'm trying to make not be the worst thing in the world, and it's called Necrosoft. And um, I don't know if I'll ever make anything. The and I totally, I totally forgot to uh, to promote my game company. You sure did. My game company is called Action Button Entertainment. You can see us on actionbutton.com. Uh, we have a game called Ziggurat, and we have another game that will be released like next week. Uh, and it's going to be monolithically huge. Or we will call this question number one. As this console generation begins winding down, what were some neat features of the 360, PS3, and Wii which were never utilized to their full potential? Oh, man, the Kinect. <laughs> there, you, there you go. That was the hilarious answer. It was we, kind of used. Move was the hilarious answer. What? I thought Move was hilarious answer. A move would be a hilarious answer. We would be. A <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the Wii mode would be a pretty Wii, good. The Wii mode's a pretty good one. Uh, the ability to play uh, uh, PlayStation Three games remotely on your PSP while in a Starbucks, connected to a Wi-Fi that is pulling down your PlayStation 3's network location for remote play. Yeah, the trans trans whatever it's called. That. <laughs> Okay, there was a word for that, wasn't there? I well, there was transferring, and that was what that was what uh, uh what do you call it? That's what Kojima was calling the ex- pretty much exact thing. Transferring from a far distance. Is that what is that what that meant? That's what it meant. I yeah. totally yeah. thought that that was just another Metal Gear Solid trailer mm-hmm. word. No, that was a well, bit of a kind of was, but applied to something in the real world. World. I tell you what. Uh, what I thought was underutilized is is speaking of the connect, just not enough waggle. Not enough uh, no. jerking. Not enough waggle compared to, uh, to compared to the Wii and the and the PlayStation Move. I mean, I, I just wasn't making a masturbatory gesture often enough with the connect. Right. Yeah, um, and that was it was confusing to me because that's what, I mean, that's what motion games are. They are to teach you, um, and the women you care about. To jerk off, right? And right. it's really sad that the connect is just dead and done now, and we'll never actually see it reach that potential. Yeah, yeah. Of all of those, it seems like connect is the only one that's not going to survive. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, they've got those those new connect things. The the Prime Sense guys have that one that can detect like 162 points of articulation or some ridiculous number. I didn't know that, but is that a public thing that we can talk about? No, well, I think no, it, no, it was. It was on theverge.com last oh, okay. week. Okay. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, if it, if it's on the verge, it's on the verge. <laughs> <laughs> Lols. Yeah, there you go. There I do go. Man, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna say the whole transferring. Yeah, that's what I think. 
But I you guess know, that's uh, that's the next generation. That's the cloud. That's what that is, right? Mm-hmm. Am I am I mistaken? Yeah, I mean that that those guys, the Sony guys, they bought the Gaikai, and nowadays, uh, when you do something like that, you reckon uh, some sort of a big thing's gonna happen. But you never know with Sony; they could just they could just take it and say, "Now we've got this," and uh, and use it for saved games or something. Well, you know what Gaikai is? Is it's basically transpiring, but uh, of a whole video game. Yeah, of a whole video game anywhere. So it looks almost, and I mean, I'm not, I, I hope to God I'm not giving them too much credit, but it looks almost like they're continuing with the, uh, the conviction they had several years ago, which with this whole play Rise on your, was it Rise? Lair, sorry. In Japan, it was called Rise from Lair. So I knew <laughs> one of those, I'm not even kidding. No, I know. It's... They needed to add two more four-letter words to it for it to be, a, you know, I know what all three of those words mean. Is what they wanted the average salary man to think. But uh, yeah, it's like you can play that from far away from your house, even as long as the disc is in and the console's plugged in and turned on and connected to the PlayStation Network. Now, is that the only way to play it with a stick? What do you mean? Because wasn't it mandatory to use the six axis? No, no, you could play it without the six axis. It wasn't very good either way. Six axis, there you go. That was underutilized. Yeah. Yeah. Only, uh, only flower really used it in a way that anyone thought was okay. Well, I guess some uh, people liked that that war war experience game. What was that called? War. Which one? War birds. Plane birds. Warhawk. Bird war. Warhawk. Bird war. Yeah. (laughs) Warhawk. It was bird war. It was angry birds. Angry, angry war. <laughs> angry hawks. Angry hawks. It was angry hawks was okay. I, I didn't mind it. Star. I haven't played that star hawk yet. I saw him play it on stage once, and he looked really stupid. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I remember that. He was crashing into stuff. Yeah. Yep. That's that was my impression of that forever. Yeah, that's basically when I think of the six axis, I think of that guy on stage. Going. No, it's. Hold on. Yep. Uh, yeah. Not ready for prime time. Some things are just never ready for prime time. You ever wonder what the bottom of an avatar's shoe looks like? Well, whoop, there it is. Lift your foot up. Oh, my God. And his his movements were so strange. It was like, you know, if you shoot a layup with the controller, then the gun fires on the ship. I I think the Wii Motion Plus was underutilized, too, because I remember when I played Wii Sports Resort and I, I held the remote. And I'm I'm doing the fencing game, and I put the Wii remote behind my head, right? Like held it vertically behind my head, and the guy on the screen puts his sword behind his head, and I'm like, wow, how does it know that's where it is? And then you know I consider that. Oh, that's that's the sound for we're on to the next and question. And that's what's the next bell. What's, uh, the, what's the next question? Our next question is MMOs. How can we make them fun? <laughs> <laughs> Man, do, do y'all know how many jobs I quit because I couldn't answer that question? <laughs> uh, six. Six? Actually, it was just three. Oh, all right. Really That's good. A good guess, though. Six yeah, is a multiple was, of three. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you, Wait. you basically win. Yeah. I think you can make it – like you start by – you start by having these naive things that, like, I would say in something like an article on Insert Credit circa 2003, which is, like, if you just make it, you know, about shooting guns, you know, if you have, like, real guns, if you make it, like, Halo, the MMO, that would be fun. But then it's, like... Those exist. That's, like, sudden attack in yeah. uh, Korea. 
they, they do exist, but the, the balancing aspect, can you – when we say MMO, we mean something that is literally as big as WoW and as profitable as WoW. And it's like you can't make a game that requires any skill at all and have it be as popular as WoW because people want to feel, you know, they want to they win a trophy too, you know. I think yeah, maybe took a game like WoW and you stripped out the uh, fantasy setting and then you took away all the other players that aren't me and then uh, you added some things that I wanted to do, that would be pretty fun. Like, so Diablo? That's yeah, or, I don't know, like Super Mario Brothers, you know, it's pretty fun. I think MMOs aren't as good as the Diablo slash Fantasy Star Online slash Monster Hunter model. I think that should be the 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 dominant model where there's a whole world that you can enjoy but you kind of invite your friends into it to hang out yeah the uh the mingle cool. player game as they call it mingle player yeah there's a there's a buzzword i thought had gone underutilized so yep well let's just utilize the heck out of it right now yeah i think mingle player is better than massively multiplayer online multiplayer i think you could make mmos more fun for people like us if you uh took out the the uh the first m and just made it a uh multiplayer online rpg multiplayer online rpg where you didn't really have to constantly be uh worrying about whether some dude that is higher level than you is going to grief you in some manner i mean i i played that fantasy star universe or whichever was the first pc one they did yeah and, uh, i kind of had half of a fun with it half of um, one fun half of one fun i and, had about uh, 16 funds with the original pso on the dreamcast though so yeah that's that's the way people felt about it and i think the big difference there was the uh was kind of the it was the massively part yeah it was, you know, people like to go on a quest with their pals, and people like to do that in MMOs too, but there's more of a sense of obligation with that kind of thing. Like, if you don't join the raid, you're letting down the team, and then you have to, I don't know, self-flagellate somehow. I, I personally don't get the allure of, and maybe this is because I don't, I don't like people in general, or... I, even though I don't like people, I've never had a problem meeting people and hanging out with people. Well, I mean, if you, um, by never, I mean, <laughs> by never, I mean after the age of 17, to be perfectly clear. So, uh-huh. like, I, I don't understand the allure of a game that has thousands of people you don't know in it. I, I, I would, why do you need to be cool with thousands of other people? Why can't you just have a couple of people? I thought that the Battle.net model, of Diablo 2 was pretty sweet. And I, I think Fantasy I, Star Online hit that pretty well as well. I think it's like if you um if you kind of don't feel great about your place in life but feel like you should have a great place in life, this allows you uh the ability to be great in front of a whole bunch of people. But I think that for people like Kind for of, well-adjusted people, just just say. Be, you're, 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 oh no, no, no! Actually, I meant specifically like Tim. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. So not well-adjusted people. Right. Okay. The, the um, other kind of not well. A different kind of MMO, which would be a massively uh, misanthropic online RPG. Massively <laughs> misanthropic, kill everybody. Yeah. I would. Uh, 
So to answer the question as easily as possible, I would say if Bungie were to hire a Harvard PhD in economics to balance their system and they were to give it the attention and care that they gave the Halo series then and make it an action game, you'd have a heck of an MMO, I think. That's and kind I of what uh that's kind of what CCP what they, is trying to do though, isn't it, with uh Eve and then their their first person shootery bit that interacts Hello? Apparently we don't know. Oh, I thought I just got cut off. No. Oh. <laughs> oh too bad. Well uh Eve Online definitely did hire some uh economist Harvard. people. They sure did. And Valve and has then, hired so everybody's hiring an economist now. But then they also have that uh dust and then a series of numbers. Dust five fourteen. I think it's five fourteen. Yeah, and uh and you can uh you can be the shooter mans on the ground that are being commanded from a some kind of invasion that's happening with the ships above yeah, it's in a, MMO thing. So they're actually trying to do that. It is an MMO context thing. action mini game, like a grinder, like an external grinder or something. Like you can grind in the MMO by playing this action game. I thought it was meant to be an actual proper uh full featured um There's a gi- there's a giant earthworm that is dead and dried up into crust on my floor. That's terrifying. So now you know that. Time for our I next was question. gone for a week. Next Sorry. next next queue? What do we Sorry. got? What do we got? A giant dead earthworm? Is it about dead earthworms? It is not about dead earthworms, but it can be. In the era of game facts, how can Easter eggs and cheat codes survive? Oh man, that's I a think really that good question. Think Fez is the answer here, and I think uh, I haven't played too much Fez, but I would say that yeah, I'd, I'd kind of agree with that. I played all the Fez, and uh, yeah, it seems to be the thing, like where you. Uh, it's sort of game facts proof. Will, willfully, well, not. I mean, they eventually did it, but you kind of willfully uh, uh, troll your audience a little bit, and. And make sure there are some things that are obtuse that you'll just not fully be able to figure out. Um, but I mean, it did no, only hard. take a, like a week for people to break that Fez stuff. But still, a week is longer than than the zero time that it takes for every other game. It's it's just about uh, what do you call it? Stuff that's hard to put into words, right? Like it's like there's a solution to this puzzle, but how do I explain this? You know, yeah. It's just kind of something you have to see. Like I, I solved the puzzle in the first like forty-five minutes or so of Fez that I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to solve, and it's like <clears throat> I, I, I can't really explain what I did, but I, I looked at it and I'm like, I'm gonna try doing this. It was like there were like nine pillars of light on top of this pedestal, and there were blocks that you could push. And there were like Tetris pieces drawn on each side. And I was like, I'm going to try to do something, but I don't really know exactly how I'm going to do it. But then I figured it out and I was like, oh, I get it. I, I think I get this game. And that was the end of that. So it's like I couldn't write that up for Game Facts. I did it, but I don't know exactly how to. As long as you make your game smarter than the nine-year-olds on Game Facts, you can uh, – recapture the glory of Metroid or whatever. I think maybe the solution is to make a game compelling enough that they don't want to uh, consult game facts. Make it so that it's 
actually fun to try to figure out the puzzle. Instead. Yeah, I was, uh, was going to say, wait, compelling might be the word, but I'm thinking uh, smoother. I mean, most of the times when I've gone to uh, game facts is, you know, when I've uh, become frustrated with a puzzle. Yep. You know, I don't follow along with game facts and, and solve everything. It's just like when I hit a wall, um, it's like I'm either going to probably never play this game again or I'm going to go to game facts and figure it out. So yep. uh, it's it's either just making those making the challenge less of a uh, less of that kind of challenge or, you know, maybe it's uh, better hint systems in games. I don't know. So, so we're technically not talking about how cheat codes can survive so much as we are uh, talking about how games can become uh, autonomous of cheat codes and secrets. Well, it. I mean, he said cheat codes and Easter eggs, so I was thinking yeah. about Easter eggs. I was um, also going Easter eggs because that's way more interesting. Than Easter yeah, eggs are ultimately more interesting than cheat codes. Yeah, that is true. Cheat, cheat codes, it's like, I don't... I don't think I ever discovered a cheat code on my own. Nobody ever discovers a cheat code on their no. own. No. They have. Uh. I'll tell you what. I remember being nine years old and having kids talking about cheat codes on the schoolyard. They're going, "Yeah, if you do this code, uh, you get like infinite lives in Mario. It's this. Uh, listen, select, select, up, up, up." And kids in your area. Left, right, really left, up, 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 down, left, right, left, select, select, select. B A, you know, yeah, do that. Write that down. And it's like, what? It's like there were there were just kids just making stuff up pathologically. And uh, now that GameFAQs exists, maybe kids don't do that anymore because there is no online repository or depository or whatever it is. Suppository. Suppository. There's no online suppository of of codes and secrets for games. Well, pe- people did try to kind of troll a little bit with Fez and say that it was this or that um, with yeah. the final black monolith puzzle, but uh, that didn't last very long. Um, <clears throat> That's why... I will say that oh. there's there's a cheat code for Netflix that you may not know about. What is it? It, uh, it allows you to disable your Netflix completely on your, uh, on your PlayStation 3. Ooh. It's uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, up, 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 up. And that will disable your Netflix. So now you know that. What do you mean? What What is that? What does that it, mean? Is that a joke? Is that real? It's not I'm a joke. That's now. a that, that's a real thing. Um, I was trying to fix a problem with my audio and video syncing, and uh, that was like the fifth thing they were having me try to um, disable Netflix and then re-enable it. Oh, that's fantastic. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's not on GameFAQs. That's nope. What, that's what cheat codes are for. They're for licensed telephone operators to uh, to give you at a moment of need. I can't beat Contra! <laughs> All right, kid. Oh. All right, kid, here you go. <laughs> yeah, remember video game hotlines? take it back to the store if you don't give me 30 lives! <laughs> okay, kid. Yeah, are there still video game hotlines? We should start a video game hotline. We definitely okay. should. We can have a live stream call-in show. No, we, it's got to be a, a recording uh, of our tips of the week. Yeah. Tip, like, we can have just canned tips, like... <laughs> I was going to say canned tips, like, get bent. Oh, we, we should establish a rule of no talking past... The, no talking yeah. on the previous subject past the, the buzzer. Okay, okay. All right, all right, next, next topic. Give an elevator pitch to Nintendo for a new console peripheral. 
Oh. Okay. Uh, it's an elevator. You push the buttons to go up. You push the buttons to go down. Different numbers on it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a door open button and, uh, and a door close button and an emergency button. I don't think that's... The... You know what an no. elevator pitch is, right? Of course I do. That was a joke. He's, it was he's a joke. joke. He's joke lolling with you. I'm making a little joke lol about how I'm pitching an elevator to Nintendo, but pitching I'm afraid an elevator. now the yeah. joke lol is gone forever. How about... Right, elevator pitch, uh, it's a game where uh, you're a secret agent and you crash through the ceiling and you got to get to the bottom and escape with the things and there are guys coming out of doors and they shoot at you. And the you elevator action? Right. <laughs> elevator action pitch. Yeah. I pitched an elevator action once. I remember that. I was there. The, the laborious process of uh, of writing it up and pitching it for several months. And then I don't they, know if Nintendo really needs an elevator pitch for a peripheral. It just well, like, imagine okay, you're you're yeah. somebody. Okay, imagine you're somebody who works at Nintendo and you want to yeah. make a new peripheral. Okay, so I, I am internal at Nintendo. I've, I've R&D'd something stupid. They've got they've got a shot. They've got they've got a crossbow. They've got a balance board. Yeah. They've got a steering wheel. We've got to be able to find some sort of hilarity soup here. <laughs> there's, there's, well, they, they don't have they don't have a wristwatch yet. What about a phone? Like, they do have a pedometer. Like a like like a phone where you can call the character. <laughs> And you, that okay, and that's how we kill game facts. Is the only way you get tipped. <laughs> call Mario. Call Mario, and he Mario. stops doing, and he pulls out his cell phone. I'm gonna, you, have to, you have to ask him how. Hello, Mario. Playing Metal Gear Solid, and your phone actually rings. <laughs> oh man, there you go. And then he's like, he's like, here's the password. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did no invent that, that super guide. Yeah, no more heroes had you hold the uh, the remote up to your head to yeah. hear what the people were saying on the phone. That was a neat little touch. It um, was. I gotta give them that. So Nintendo's got that super guide thing where if you die a bunch of times, uh, it'll give you uh, tips. Yeah. yeah, it'll give you tips. So maybe they can. What about gonna... a peripheral that prints those out? I'm drinking a. Some booze over here. I can definitely <laughs> hear that. A printer? Yeah. So the like reincarnation of the Game Boy printer? Yeah. <laughs> Print out tips. The Wii U printer. And it's, it's designed like the Wii, and it's got like a blue hue glowing out of it as the page comes out. And uh, it, just when, when you're stuck, you get it, a fax from Mario. It'll print out Google Maps. <laughs> How about the, uh, the, the Wii University mortarboard? You put it on your head and... Uh, you can and- graduate from Mario school. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but they, you have to carefully tether it to your neck uh, so that when you throw it up into the air, it doesn't, like, break your lights or something like that. But at the same time, you can't tie the tether too tight so that it doesn't wrap around yeah. something and kill you. Wii University. Wii University. Yeah, that's, that's what the Wii U's full uh, name is, right? It's Wii University. Wii University, right. yeah. Yeah, because you've graduated to... to um, Something slightly less than an iPad. Uh, you 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 don't. You've graduated from middle school. <laughs> All right, here's the elevator pitch. All right, let's we've hear it. Lot, we've gotten a lot of complaints uh, to our hotline about uh, kids throwing their Wii remotes into the TV and smashing it. And uh, obviously, kids are really into that, and that's what they want to do. So uh, we want to design a Wii remote that you can safely throw at your television and design games around throwing things at your television. 
We spear. Yeah, we spear. There you go. <laughs> I'm ready. We throw. We ready? Can can I get this approved? Can I get my guys on it? I got. Yes. I think lab ready. Okay. I think I think they should make a like a connect, and then like the. <laughs> Oh my god! It could do like voice control. Like I can, uh, I can tell Mario to run, and then jump. So I can be like, run, 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 left, run. They jump. did that with that <laughs> stupid uh, fireball, pin- that pinball game on the GameCube. Remember that? Yeah, that game was so dumb. It Dude. was really. It was a great game. Uh, o- 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 Odama. Odama. Yeah. 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 A game was, like that. Eight. There is it, a game it, like that um, on Xbox Live Indie called Pew 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 Pew. Oh, where you? Yeah, yeah. See, this is the thing I was thinking about voice control for the Connect. It's I hate like, it. yeah, I think it's dumb because you're expected to say full sentences. Why can't it just be little words like "choom," you know, "jumbo," yeah. you know? You say words like that, and they're basically words that are the equivalent of a button. Well, didn't they? Didn't Konami do that uh, on the NES with that headset zapper thing? Yeah, yeah, that sure didn't go anywhere though. I don't like talking to computers. I just don't like it that I. I I, I don't like computers talking to me, man. Yeah, well, I I don't like when the the ticket machine in Japan goes. Thank you very much for buying a train ticket. You know, I'm like, man, I don't need you to say that to me. And there's a little cartoon lady bowing at me inside the. That's god darn creepy. She doesn't even live in there, I bet. She's probably... She's probably... Next. That was a terrifying loud sound. Oh. I made that sound myself, actually. I remember you talking about that sometimes. Yeah, there's a YouTube video about how the sound was made. Check it out on you, yourtub.com. Yourtubase.com. Vampires, vampires and zombies are over. Analysts agree okay. that 2012 is the year of the archer. What is the next big pop culture trend? The year of the archer. What's the year of the archer? Um, everybody's got bows and arrows. Lara Croft's got a bow and arrow. Hunger Games got a bow and arrow. Oh yeah. Um, yeah uh, the Avengers got a bow and arrow. There are bow and arrows Green coming the next uh, Call of Duty. Everybody's talking bow about Skyrim. Yeah, Call of Duty's got compound bows and crossbows in it. Uh, uh, Skyrim's Skyrim got arrows had... to the knee. Skyrim's right all about arrows. Yeah, man. So I think it's all going to be about skeletons real soon. Skellingtons. Yeah, Skellingtons. Skellingtons. Yeah. I, I, was, I was thinking Carpenters. Oh, like Jesus? Jesus. Yeah, well, you know, he, he might <laughs> what, start what, there. Right? But, oh, I've got, I've got a guys, I think Jesus is really going to make a comeback pretty yeah, soon. What would, what would Jesus do? Just, just after 2012. He'd make a bookshelf. <laughs> he'd make a nice uh, divan. Yeah, what would game. Jesus do? Would be a really easy game to make. It would just be like a multiple choice quiz. It would be a good Wii game. Yeah, <laughs> he would waggle every time. What would we? What would Jesus? What would Weezus do? <laughs> Weezus, Weezus. WWWD. Uh, <laughs> 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 what would Weezus do? I mean, it, it, would, it could be like a Cooking Mama style game where you're making, you're making. Uh, uh, you know, carpentry sometimes, and then there's a meta game where you save all the Jews. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I think I, I still think that skeletons are better than zombies and vampires. You know what I think it is? Uh, unfortunately, I think it's probably going to be the year of revisionist history. 
where oh the Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter etc. Yeah, all that kind of crap is just gonna that's gonna start being the dead horse to beat. It's all gonna drip gonna down see... to the bottom of the hill. Yeah, what is gonna happen there? Do you think yeah. we're gonna see a triple A game with that theme announced next year? Well, we were supposed to make it, weren't we, Tim? Yeah, we were gonna make a game about George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, George G W Washington, Thomas T J Jefferson, and uh, what was the other guy? Benjamin B. Benjamin, Franklin. yeah, yeah, that's right. Isn't Assassin's and, uh, Creed already kind of about that? Yeah, there's well, George Washington. Yeah. I mean, yeah. see, this this is this is the problem. We thought of this idea a few years ago, and then uh, we neither of us had what's that stuff? Money. That's the one. The scratch. I mean, revisionist yeah. history in general. Oh well, yes, but not not in the kind of uh, hyper lull times that is gonna. That's that gonna start happening. Yeah. Yeah, like Abraham Lincoln vampire. Did you see what was what was that one movie or that one game? Conduit. Was it Conduit? For the week. was the game, yeah. Conduit, or is it Conduit 2? High you, voltage. The, the final boss is like a, is like a giant alien tentacle creature, and then you kill him, and then like a dimensional rift opens, and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson come out with shotguns. And they're like, <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. What? It's, yeah, yeah. This is the thing. Was it Conduit? I Could be. Was that, is the high voltage, like, like Conduit? I mean, Conduit was the game. Right? Yeah, it says Conduit 2 ending the Lincoln Defense Force. Yeah, it's like Abraham Lincoln and uh, uh, George Washington and whatever come out at the end, and they're like wearing Space Marine suits. And they're chasing John Adams, who was apparently an alien spy. That friggin' guy. I'm like not even kidding. I refuse to believe that um, I have any interest in that game at all, but uh, that almost fooled me. It's yeah. what See, so that's the fact that that can can almost fool you. Then uh, that means that this zeitgeist is is ready to pop. Someone's gonna yeah. pop that zeitgeist. <laughs> well, wow. is that a thing that people say? Because they should. Good old zeitgeist. Animatronic yeah. George Washington is a previewed boss of the next Bioshock game. We should just start making this, right? this darn thing. Yeah, let's make let's name make of the game. Now. I'm gonna announce it right here. Is 1770x. American History Evolved is the name of the game. And uh, we're going to just start making it. Let's Action button it. entertainment. We're going to get uh, – we're going to make a goddamn. we've already got a bunch of 3D models, and uh, we've got like a working little demo in Unity. Let's just throw something together and plop it onto the internet. Let's make one level. Plop your net. Let's plop it onto Facebook. Make it a high score challenge. Kill just make sure the, uh, the mustache mechanic is included. That's, yeah, that's the mustache. Really the crux of the game, I think. Even though uh, the British were notoriously clean-shaven in the yeah. 18th century, we can, still, we can do that for higher-ranking officers. Yeah. But yeah, revisionist history is the new zombie. Literally. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies was sort of the gateway. Uh, you yeah. Know, it's like you had the zombies and the revisionist history at once. I still want to see a game that's all about Skellingtons, though. Like, cause I'm how, ready. How cool would it be, like, where, okay... You've got to shoot them in the like. Okay, if you shoot a bone, right? Imagine this: you shoot one of their bones, and then it 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 flies out with physics, and then their body kind of falls, right? So what you want to do is like shoot them in the shins, so that their their body kind of every bone above the bone that you shoot falls. So like shooting them in the head doesn't kill them; it just knocks their their head bone off, mm -hmm. their skull bone and their jaw bones, and then you shoot yeah. them in the arm, and it just knocks the arm off. That would be funny. So to kill them, you got to shoot them in the feet. But the problem with that is then you're uh, spending the whole game looking at the ground 
and that's not very fun. Yeah, that is exactly maybe, like my real. Maybe. What, if, what if you're playing like as a, a kitten? Oh yeah, okay. Uh, but maybe what maybe if really uh, tall skeletons. Maybe the gun yeah. just uh, plops something down on the ground. It's like it's like the holy water. It's like the the holy water. Skeletons. All right. I broke I broke the rule by mentioning. Okay, breaking uh, breaking breaking rules. Hideo Metal Gear Solid Kojima. Shigesato Earthbound Itoi and Fumito Fumito. and Fumito Shadow of the Colossus Ueda. Kill Mary Boff. Kill (laughs) What? Say that again? Yeah, that last part. Kill Mary Boff. It's the game where I list three names and you have to pick which you would kill, which you would Would kill them and Uh, which you boff. Oh, oh, I've Boff is 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 not it's, it's not a slang word that Brandon is familiar here. with. First of all, I want to say I'm familiar that, with it, but it's it's not usually in that. Uh, it's not in your uh, your local vernacular. Yeah, there's I, I know this game, but there's usually a different word used. Instead. Yeah, usually a different word for boff is, is yeah. the thing. It's can we just say blow? Can we just use the word blow there? Kill it's, it's okay. Kojima Itoi Ueda. Man, I would kill Kojima. So yeah. we, okay, the thing is, we have to kill one, right? So we have to reach a consensus on this. Oh, we, we, the three of us have to reach a consensus. Okay. That's probably more interesting than going individually. Okay. I, I'd go for Kill Kojima. I, I would also go for Kill Kojima. Because sure. he's outlived his usefulness. I uh, never played his video games. I was so just telling play. somebody the other day that there, there will never be another video game like Metal Gear Solid 4, which is just like, I don't know how much money they spent on that, $100 million and just thousands of pages of text. And it's like... Now we're going to have our guys sit around and talk for 45 minutes about something I kind of understand, you know, yeah. but not really. And it's like, yeah, I think that game was just this enormous swarming monster. And uh, I think Kojima's done, so he can he can definitely die. Listen, I, I, I just I want to boff Ueda. You do? I do. Between yeah, the two I, of them I, that are left? I think I think Ueda's uh, brain-wise and personality-wise and everything-wise, he's more the supermodel type where you'd want to yep. you'd, you'd want to hit it and quit it, you know. Right. Like uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not sure I agree. I'd want to have that experience. Well, come on, the other guy's kind of old. She gets out to Ueda. He's old. He yeah. Owns so why would I want to marry him if I if I he, if he's I, he's rich? Then he'll die soon, and then you can meet someone else. Itoi is legitimately rich. He owns hundreds of guitars. He's boned tons that's, of supermodels. That's, that's not the way that I think about marriage. I want it to be long-term and last me a very long time. Well, Ueda is closer he, to okay, my age. He's, he's not that old. Itoi's not that old. Yeah, whatever. He's like 50. Too old for me, buddy. But he would provide for you. Ueda is... No, he's not like 50. He's, he's 64 years old, 63 years old. Okay. Ueda's like unemployed and like sort of working on a game maybe and then... Uh, he'll probably have a hard time getting a real job again. I think uh, if I'm marrying is, someone, there Itoi's going to live to be like 150. Right. Ueda's uh, Ueda's skill set is different from mine, whereas Itoi is like a fantastic writer that I will always feel inferior to. So uh, I don't want to marry the person that's going to make me feel inferior about the you, one you thing I'm half can... competent at. You can feel like you're uh, you can work, work with you that can I can work with side. rather than rather than get caught in the draft of. Yeah, that's you know what I'm uh, yeah yeah. I guess I can kind of understand that particular viewpoint. 
I still want to boff away though, but I guess I can do that if we're married. You could do that all the time if you're married. Yeah. Well, only only for the first couple of days though. Right. right? Then I think he would just the magic is gone. He would he would walk. I think he away. probably cries when he does that. <laughs> He's probably thinking about Why? like little boys and feathery dragons the whole time. You know, Ueda did give me a back rub once. Oh, that's all right. right. Yeah, it's because um. I played he... Burnout Dominator with Ueda once. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's basically the same thing. Yeah. Keep going though. Uh, he was he was hanging out with uh with Keita Takahashi. Oh, as, I know that guy. As he does. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, and um, and everybody was uh drunk on that alcohol. Was uh, that the year that they met and became friends instantly, and it was adorable? Um, I think they knew each other already. Oh, I, th- I got the impression they met at GDC. Maybe no, they knew each other from okay. before that, and so. Um, I was talking to Takahashi, and because I was talking to him, Ueda came over and presumed that he and I were pals, and so he started to give me uh, a, a back-slash-shoulder rub uh, while I was talking to Takahashi. The end. That's pretty cool. Yep. That's a really cool story, bro. Mm-hmm. When when you said the end, is that because you, you finished? That's right. Yeah, the back rub was happening. Was it was it that kind of ending? It was. It oh, was. Ooh. It was. A, it was a happy one. Wow. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Are we? Uh, are we? Uh, did we reach a consensus? I don't think we did. I think. I think that's pretty close to a consensus. <laughs> <laughs> I would still I rather I'm be leaning toward Brandon's. But... I would rather spend every day with Shigesato Itoi because I feel I like also yeah. But he does have a blog that is updated every day. So, so Kojima. Um, kill Kojima, oh, uh, Boff Itoi, marry Ueda. That's my line of thinking. Brandon's, um, I'm still not really 100% agreeing, but um, I wouldn't mind that scenario. All I'm, right. I'm, I'm agreeing for the sake of consensus. Let's yeah. move on to the next question then. All right. No scream this no time. No scream. Unless Good you want to go ahead and. I want to go ahead and scream if everybody yeah, wants to. No, the scream is a reward Did, slash punishment for going over. Okay, uh, okay. 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 Let, let's let's keep ourselves principled then. All right. What's next? Who is the Charles Manson of video games? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next man. question. So, so wait. Charles Manson has he he has never actually killed anyone, but right. he has convinced people to kill people. Right. That yeah. sounds kind of like Kojima. It does. It also kind of sounds like. Uh... A lot of business guys. Yeah, it sounds like the guy who like, ran Team Bondi. Yeah. Yeah. Or or um or friggin' what's his balls at EA? Who, yeah, what's his balls, man? That guy. Who, who talked about? Wait, no, not at EA. Peter Moore. Friggin' Activision. <laughs> Peter Moore could be the Charles Manson of video games. Perhaps. Yeah. Well, does it have to be a developer? Can it be a character? It can Why be not? anything you want, baby. Wow. <laughs> Just, use your brain. <laughs> use your brain, bro. Hmm. I only know about three video game characters, so... Hideo Lara Kojima. Croft. Right. <laughs> Super Nathan, Mario. Nathan yeah. Drake. Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Those are the three. So. I, I okay. bet I, Sonic I, the Hedgehog has convinced people to kill somebody. I, yeah, think, I think sure, Mechasonic, yeah. Dr. Robotnik, no, Dr. Robotnik's definitely strangled somebody in his life. 
Yeah, well, I mean, he always gets out there in his in his machine himself to kill Sonic. It's a little helicopter, yeah. Minions. But he hasn't actually killed Sonic unless you count the millions of times that he has that don't count because they were in alternate timelines. Right. Millions of alternate universes. Man, straight up. Yeah, straight up, now tell me. Yeah. Is it going to be you and me forever? I, I really hope that in the future of this podcast we have a couple of a who would win in a fight. <laughs> I hope we continue. I'm, I'm like, sorry, who, who I'm sorry Tim, but if you let me do that, then every single question on the show would be who would win in a fight. No, there should be one who would win in a fight question per <laughs> per episode. This is good. Like Mike Hagar good. or Cody, that one guy who's also in the same game. I literally you... spent a year of my life where I had no social interaction except asking variations of that question. I had like six years <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I had like eight years of my life doing that. I, I want a question that's like who would win in a fight. Sonic the Hedgehog or Shigeru Miyamoto? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say uh, there there are no no limits. Let's, uh, let's keep our listeners wanting more. Uh, in future episodes of this year podcast, you could hear questions just like that. All right, shall we move okay. on to the next topic then? Yes, let's move on to the next topic. All right. Given the ability to go back in time and erase one video game and its influence from the time stream, which would you mm. choose? Oh man. Pong. <laughs> Space Wars. Space War? I, I go back and, and erase the original Turing machine is what I would do. <laughs> and then, you know what we'd be doing? We'd be sitting around smoking cigars or cigarolos in yeah. like a bar. We'd have like a 12 fireplace. Right now. We'd be up in Alaska probably with, with racing dogs. I'd be wearing top hats on my feet. Oh, my. <laughs> I got top hats on my feet because my boots are my boots got stolen. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would go. Back, All right. I would go back and erase the uh, the original Turing machine so that we would have no computers <laughs> and uh, no no chance to survive. Make our time. It's not a game though. Yeah, it's not a game. So space war it is. Let me, <laughs> but let, another let me game would have emerged without space war. If, if you could, uh, yeah. If we if we could. Kill oh. off branch. Of no, the... here's here's what you well, actually. You know, if we killed off Space War, then the first ever video game uh, might not have had uh, such nerdy influence. Yeah, you know, I think it would have had to. And I think it would have also, but it might not have. It might have come from a different place than you know. Those guys were were what like a like some kind of geek club. They were you, big brain you bros. You don't have video games without nerds. There is no way video games do not have a nerd origin. That is not true. I mean, now okay, now it okay, is not wait, true. Wait, Ralph but... Bear was not a nerd. Ralph Bear was an engineer. That's and he's true. looking at the TV. That's going, a type of nerd. That's the flavor of nerd. I think. Yeah, but it, okay, but but Space War. I, came I like the strawberry. Mind. If memory serves, Ralph Bear was the inventor of the Teddy Ruxpin. No way that guy wasn't a nerd. Yeah, he was an engineering nerd. He wasn't a sci-fi. Nerd is well. Ralph Baer is a German-born American video game pioneer, inventor, engineer, known as the father of video games, who's noted for his whatevers. Does Wikipedia say he's a nerd? No, it doesn't. So he's not. Occupation nerd. There nerd you is. go. No, I'm just Man. No, nerd. Father, grandfather. Can't spell inventor without an N, an E, and an R. So. An inventor. And a V. <laughs> <laughs> Adventure. So he was from Nerve, like a uh, friggin' uh, Evangelion. Uh, Ikari uh, Gendo. 
Ikari yes. Gendo, Shinji's that father, who yeah. Shinji, if I recall correctly, hated. He did <laughs> not like his father. Is that yeah, true? he wasn't into it, and he wanted to masturbate and think about that one girl. I didn't watch the show. I've I've seen it, but I didn't like it, so I'm still cool. I'm I'm trying to think about this question in I'm a trying to think of the, the trend that I hate the most. Yeah, it's hard. I, okay, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say uh, the original Drug Wars game for the TI-82 calcu- uh, Texas Instrument Calculator. Okay. Why? That's the because one that Facebook? birthed all the social games. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The most, or mm-hmm. could we say Lord, Legend of Red Dragon, or any of those uh, uh, social online games? I think I think the I think the the, the drug war on the uh, on the calculator. Would I be think one to get rid of. Yeah, sure, and and I think I might choose. This is a weird one, but I might choose. Um, and this would only get rid of games between like <clears throat> 1999 and 2007 or so. But I would go with Crazy Taxi. Believe it or not. Oh, that's actually not a bad taxi? idea. Because I, he doesn't like the offspring. I don't like the offspring. Is the problem? (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so obnoxious, and it was so compelling to so many people uh, that it made so much more of that happen. You know what? There was like no level design in Crazy Taxi. It was just this vapid, stupid city that looked kind of like some sort of wallpaper. You're just kind of driving around. It's like now go over here. Now go over here. Now go over here. It's like, man, that's not fun. Yep. So Crazy Taxi is my um, is my bid for get rid of a few years of video games that I didn't appreciate. What about you, Frank? I think you have like 30 more seconds. <laughs> well, I kind of liked where I was going with the Space War thing, and I wanted uh, I, I want to see an alternate history where the first breakout game did not come from a sci-fi nerd background. Possibly it was, you know, it might have been Colossal Cave or something. Right, but uh-huh. um, the the uh, the immediate market that happened wouldn't be based on space and sci-fi. And It'd probably be something Spielbergian, some sort of uh, Indiana Jones kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and that might make games more interesting now. By the way, my first instinct was Super Mario Brothers because I don't really like Nintendo platformers. <gasps> In fact, I really don't like them. I would say we can talk uh, about that know, later. But Maybe maybe then I would say new Super Mario Brothers because uh, when they started to introduce inertia into skidding around in a 2D game, I thought that was garbage. Um, so there. Brandon likes his platformers like mouse cursor like, just kind of yeah. stop it on a dime. Get right yeah. on there. Brandon, you actually like bonk more than you like Mario, don't you? I sure do. That's a Let- whole that's that's a whole different therapy session right there. Yeah. <laughs> we can get into that. We could have a whole, uh, we can have a whole six minutes devoted to that in a later episode. I like the heck out of that. I, I, I think, think we should move on as well. You want to move on with no screen? Yeah, let's move on. Five fifty-six. Yeah. Oh man, we are the we're officially the scream stoppers. This is great. Oh, all, right. all right. In fact, next up? for award, this is the last question of my main set, and we've still got quite a bit of time. So take as long as you like. This right. week, the Metal Gear series turns 25. 25. How has Kojima's opus affected the video game landscape, for better or worse? For worse? 
For worse? Mm-hmm. Is that the answer to the question? The answer? Uh, it's yeah, not sure. yes yeah. or no. It, it's it not a how has choice? it affected the landscape? I don't know how it affected my landscape. Not at all. I, uh, I started off by not playing it, and then uh, you wrote about it, and then I thought, well... I guess maybe I should play this video game. And oh, I put it me? into my PlayStation 2. Yeah, I mean you, Tim. Yeah, that's um, me. <clears throat> I put it into the old uh, PlayStation 2, and um, I tried to play it. And I was like, what's this stuff uh, that I'm trying to do here? Okay, I should hit this guy, and I should drag him into this locker, because it tells me I should do it. And I hit the buttons that it tells me to hit, and nothing yeah. happens. And I pick up the guy, and then I drop the guy. And I pick up the guy again, and I can't drag him anywhere. And I started getting so frustrated with it that um, my girlfriend at the time turned the PlayStation 2 off, and then I watched Beetlejuice. And so that is... Beetlejuice is god darn sweet, man. Now, did um, did she hold the button on the front, or did she go for the switch in the back? I think she unplugged it. I think she actually straight it. Power. Yeah, she just she unplugged, unplugged it because oh. I was getting so uh, irate. She just that she just unplugged the thing. Of the three options, that's definitely the most dramatic. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely the most dramatic, and it was her PlayStation Two, by the way, so she was allowed to do that. Yeah, there's a risk of power surge if you do it that way, and I mean, she was willing to take that risk. Yeah, that, that's the statement she was making. Mm-hmm. That's I was you, willing. That's to... what you drove her to. Yeah. I was willing to take that Kojima risk did. for Metal Gear Solid 4 like 65 times, and then I never I, – I, I chickened I out. Like, um, on the I feel custom. like except for in subtle ways that uh, have influenced other things that are currently influencing games, I feel like the Metal Gear games are completely irrelevant to what games are right now. I think so. I think you look at you look at Metal Gear and then you look at Angry Birds. I think Angry Birds could exist without Metal Gear. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think all Birds social games could exist without Metal Gear. I think Angry Birds is, for better or for worse, the future of video games. Yeah. Halo could definitely exist without it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Call of Duty. The original Street Metal Fighter. Gear was pretty cool, though. The original Metal Gear? Yeah. I thought 2 was way better than 1. 2 was pretty neat. It was It was an extremely neat alternative to Mario and Zelda. Yeah. It was what the original Metal Gear was. I, I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm, I, you know, because, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the whole thing about running away from dudes and hiding from dudes was because they, uh, it was for, it was an MSX game, so they couldn't have you doing too much stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So they made it all about avoiding and hiding. And Metal Gear pros don't talk about two because two isn't canon to the. Oh, uh, is it Metal Gear two Solid? Canon? Era. Uh, Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Two Solid Snake. No. Uh, well, the yeah, whatever the MSX one is. No, it's not. You're think, thinking of the you're thinking of the NES one. That is not canon. The Snake's Revenge. Two, Snake's Revenge or uh, Metal Gear Two Solid Snake was the MSX one, right? And that one definitely is canon. All right. Well, uh, you'd know more than me, I suppose. Yeah. Are we right. sure? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, that's the one where you uh, kill Big Boss at the end. You kill Big Boss. You kill him with a lighter and some hairspray, which is actually pretty awesome. I played Bloody Wolf instead, so... Yeah, Bloody Wolf Wolf is... uh, Man, can you imagine if that broke out, how cool games would be right now? Yeah, you're definitely Revenge is the one that's not canon. Wow, you really screwed up on that one, Jaffy. Uh, Yeah, I sure did. (laughs) 
Really did. Uh, minus one. That's one demerit for Jaffe. Man, Wait. Bloody Wolf is so cool. Yep. Bloody Wolf's got really man. It's got probably the manliest uh, music in that first stage that's ever been composed. I have a Bloody Wolf T-shirt that I really need to cut down to my size real soon so I can start wearing it. What size is it? It's just like XL. Wow, that's yeah. too big even for me. Yeah, Bloody no, Wolf I'm I'm gonna cool. I'm gonna get it cut down. There's a there's a lady what can cut down the shirts uh, that I know of, and uh, then I'll be able to wear it, and I'll be the coolest. Yeah, I, I bet the printing itself is the same size as it would be on a small shirt anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be okay. And even if it wraps around a little bit, well, it's okay. It's bloody wolf. Like, really, yeah. like you know, that shirt doesn't fit, but it's okay. So. <laughs> you just walk around wearing it like a goddamn dress. Put a bow in your head. Mm-hmm. Put a bow up there in your hair and just be like... Yeah. So what, are, are current what? games at all influenced by Metal Gear? Yeah. Um, I think that, like, that maybe, uh, maybe some of them... Splinter Assassin's Creed, probably. Yeah, a bunch of games that I Assassin's Creed's very Metal Gear. Yeah. Never want to play. Uh, were influenced by it, and I think that's not a, not a coincidence. <laughs> I think that I mean, even though I don't really like the Metal Gear games anymore, I think that a lot of what it did, um, two games is it appeals to me. They're uh, big, big Hollywoodish, story filled. No, I mean, I mean, uh, doing more than just uh, moving forward and uh, destroying. Yeah, uh, I feel like because I, I like a good, you know, 3D actiony game where I'm doing more than just destroying. I'm, I might be doing other things. I might be inhabiting the world and you know playing with the props and stuff in it more. Uh, and I, I think Metal Gear is is what caused that to happen. What, well, I, I don't know. I mean, because the, the, the dang British were doing all kinds of stuff on their uh, computers and their ZX Spectrums and the whatnot. Yeah, the old Z. Yeah, but they weren't doing that in modern console expensive games. I, so. I just want to say my favorite thing about Metal Gear is uh, the insane attention to detail. It's just every single object in every single environment has some kind of backstory. And I can, I can respect that. Really, I can respect that a whole lot, and I can feel envious of that, that I have never created a thing which is so rich in its context and history and lore and all that. So that's cool. So Metal Gear Solid 4 is easily a million times more textured than something like Super Mario Brothers. Like, there's like there's texture. That's what's good about Metal Gear, if I have to be positive. I, I hated Metal Gear Solid 4, but texture like metal, like Super Mario Brothers 3 there was a whole experience of kids making up stories for everything in the game and uh with with Metal Gear Solid 4 it's like they managed to incorporate that whole experience of what a video game was in the 80s and 90s into this giant multi-million dollar product thing that just doesn't end yeah, I, I I appreciate Metal Gear Solid 4 for those reasons, and it's similar to the reasons that um, I like going to Disneyland or even Las Vegas, which is that, like, it's just so much excess. Or, or CES, I should say. Like, CES as a show. I like yeah. going to it because there's just so much ridiculous excess that uh, I'm just amused and overwhelmed by it, and I kind of like that feeling. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. So, uh... 
So Metal Gear Solid 4, nice textures. Is that the uh, conclusion? Not, well, no, the textures are awful, but the texture is fantastic. Yeah. It is okay. an enlarged to show texture kind of game. Yeah. Enlarged to show texture. So have we finished uh, that, that topic? Sure. Do have, we've got uh, about two minutes left. We can do a lightning round. Let's do a lightning round. Brent Porter, is he is he coming in? I think we've got our bro Brent Porter is going to come in. Well, we only have two minutes here. We only so have two minutes, so I guess... Here, here we go. In Resident Lightning Evil, round. In Resident Evil 6, your character can move around while they shoot. Is this a good thing? Yes. Oh, man. You For can Resident move, while, Evil, you can move yes. while you can shoot? That's a goddamn abomination. It's I think they're going to... They'll need to hire all new level designers. Because... <laughs> <laughs> the... It's been s- slowly progressing into an action game, so, I mean, you might as well. Uh, and, but maybe try to do it right. Maybe try to not have that canned marionette uh, uh, animation in there. That might have been the thing to fix first, but uh, maybe not. I don't know. As long as it's not designed to be four, then it should be fine, as long as they actually make a game about running around and shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Who, who would you cast in PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale? Nobody. Wait, wait. <laughs> you mean PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, the movie? Uh, that was my next question, Tim. Oh, but in the game, which, which character? In the game, nobody. Okay. What do you mean? Who who would I cast? Nobody. Final which, answer. Which, which Sony? What characters? Characters. Who would I play? Would you cast? Who, who would you put in it? Who? What characters would you put in? I would that put game? in all of the heroes from the Saru Getu games, also known as Ape Escape. Because okay. I like because there there's that's I like I want to play as a plucky twelve year old boy. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Japan can make that dream happen for you with every video game. Voice acting in Zelda. Can it happen? Can it be good? Yes. Okay. Oh. I think I think you can put voice acting in Zelda. Everybody complains. Everybody anytime I've ever mentioned it on Kotaku, I get somebody going, ooh, 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 like that, and it's like you don't need voice acting in Zelda, man. It's like I think they could put it in there and uh, you can turn it off if you want it. Uh Hayao Miyazaki makes movies with voice acting and they're pretty timeless and neat. Here's here's something amusing. Uh, and that sound means we are out of time. Oh, really? Game over, yeah. Nice. All right. 